Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. What is up, fam? Welcome back. We took a break last week and are moving to a new schedule here. So uh, yeah, thank you guys for being patient um, and welcome to the episode. I'm really excited about this one. Um, So if any of you are new here or maybe you're somebody who's been a part of this family for a while, um, I did announce in the last episode that I am temporarily moving this podcast to a biweekly schedule. So um, yeah, so moving forward, I'm doing every other week and I'm testing it out. We're going to see how it goes, but for today's episode, we are doing a Q&A and this is actually something that I was planning to just do on my YouTube channel, but um, I really enjoyed the questions that were submitted and I figured it might be a better fit for Rave Culture Cast. So if you want to watch the video, of course, we're on YouTube and we now have video on Spotify, which is awesome. So I'm really excited about that because a lot of people prefer to watch video. Um, it's actually 50-50. I did a poll with you. Half of you like video and half of you like audio only. So you have all of the options, however you choose to watch. Um, but a couple quick updates. We are so close to Ultra and Miami Music Week. I'm so freaking pumped. Um I honestly can't wait. Honestly, it's going to come very quickly. I got to start like packing, getting my shit together. But um, the next episode is going to be a full blown Ultra Miami Music Week episode. I'm going to be discussing the festival, all of the parties, my plans, like giving some last minute tips and advice. We'll talk fashion, all that good stuff. So if you're not already subscribed, please go ahead and connect with us. Follow, subscribe rate, review, do all of the things. Um, Before we go any further, I wanted to quickly shout out a friend of the podcast, uh, which is Lunchbox. So some of you guys know that I have worked with Lunchbox now going on three years. Um, They make the most incredible anti-theft hydration pack and line of products that are anti-theft. So some of you may have seen this past week, they did just launch a brand new restock, which is really exciting because of Um, you know, COVID-19, there were some inventory issues and things got pushed back. But I'm just going to shout it out here. Things might already be sold out at this point because usually they go very quickly. But there was just a restock on March 3rd um, of the hydration pack, the Onyx hydration pack, the snack and sling packs, and there are new skins. So there's a whole new skin line. If you guys want to pick anything up, I have a discount code, which is my last name, Capotes, K-A-P-O-T-E-S, Uh, You can use that to save money off of your orders. Um, So definitely go check that out on Lunchbox's website. I will pop up the information here so you guys can see all of that. But I just wanted to shout out Lunchbox for their restock. It's very exciting. Um, Items will start being shipped around April um, so that you'll have them in time for your spring festivals and in time for EDC Las Vegas. So highly recommend all of the Lunchbox products. What else, you guys? Um... I think that's pretty much everything. I want to kind of dive into our oldie but a goodie and then we'll get right into the Q&A. This is going to be a shorter episode today. Um, But our oldie but a goodie this week 
I couldn't go too far into this series without covering a Skrillex song. You, it had to happen, right? So this one is coming from his Bangarang EP in 2011. So this is 11 years old now. Crazy. Uh, this is Kyoto. I had to point out this one because out of all of the songs on that EP, this is personally one of my favorites besides Bangarang. But... And Devil's Den, that was also fire. But Kyoto is one that I've listened to probably the most um, featuring Sarah. It was one of my first, you know, Skrillex in general was one of my first introductions to dubstep and this new crazy like harder sound that I wasn't like typically listening to back then. And I know a lot of people were inspired to become artists because of Skrillex. So this album was my college years. I was in college in 2011. It was when I was getting into dance music and EDM. So this track goes off still to this day. Um, Sarah's feature on it, uh, her rap breakdown is the perfect addition to Skrillex's mixing. And yeah, I just feel like this EP was really groundbreaking at the time and it still blows my mind. So I'm going to play a quick clip here of Kyoto by Skrillex. Alrighty, you guys. So like I said, this video was originally um, filmed as a YouTube video. So I wanted to just do this quick intro to kick things off. But today's Q&A is going to be all about the dance music industry and the festival industry. So I pulled my audience and I asked you to submit any questions you had about working in the industry, um, you know, how to get a job, what jobs are available, what is pay like, does working in the industry ruin it for you? Like all kinds of really juicy questions about working in this industry. Um, I've only been in it for like a year to two years. I've been creating content for this industry for five years, but I've been officially working with like brands and things like that only in the last couple of years. So I just want to share um, the experiences I've had so far and any tips and advice um, and just give you a little bit of insights, especially if you also want to work in this industry. So that's what we're going to be doing today. I'm answering your questions. Um, so with all that being said, I'm going to cut to that video and you guys can check it out. Let's dive right into it. So the first question was, how can you become an affiliate with different brands? I'm assuming you mean in this space. So for me personally, I became an ambassador for certain brands and I became affiliated with them simply from creating content. So it, it might seem like an easy answer, but I cannot stress enough if you want to work in this space um, and you want to go down like the social media or content route, just start creating. You have no idea where it could possibly lead. It doesn't matter if you don't feel like you're an expert yet or anything like that. You will learn so much along the way. So I had no idea when I started creating festival tips videos in 2017 that I would now be working in this space. So it's insane. So you never know who's watching. Um, as you start to create, I essentially would make videos with certain rave brands, clothing and things along those lines. And, you know, a lot of these brands really appreciate you going the extra effort to talk about them, to make content for them. So then they'll start reposting you. And I just started to form relationships online. I would have, you know, communication with them via DM. I engage regularly with the brands that I love. So really show brands if you're interested in them, show them, engage with their content, use their items, um, and then start to form real relationships with people. So that's how I personally became affiliated with brands. Uh, the next question is, has it changed the way you now experience festivals and shows as an attendee slash knowing behind the scenes stuff? I got a couple people asking this. So 
if you want to work in this space and you're nervous that it will like affect your experience attending shows, what I will say is it obviously is a little bit different working an event rather than just attending as an attendee. So I didn't mention this yet, but the company that I work for is called Sears and we have a few different digital platforms. So Gray Area is our main platform and this is a hub for house music culture. So if you guys are into house music, I've got my little subgenres t-shirt on here. Um, that would I would definitely check out Gray Area. We also have Festival Insider for all of your insider news and we also have Festival Advisor as well. So I manage, I do social media management for all of these things and a little bit of marketing uh, as well. So that's kind of my background. So now that I'm helping them, you know, work on different items and I'm behind the scenes, the only thing I would say is different is you do miss certain things. So for example, I've done some shows where we were creating content on site. So I'm not in the front watching the show or listening to the set. I'm in the back with doing artist interviews and different things like that. Obviously, um, a big thing in this community can be substance use so when I'm working obviously you need to be careful with that I can have a couple drinks but you are working you're there to do a job so you need to be careful with like dabbling in any substances but um, I just watch my limits I can still vlog at festivals for my own personal channel and still have plenty of fun and party my ass off and still get my vlogs done I just go into an event with a game plan so it does feel a little different but it just depends on how you manage yourself as well. So the next one, which was the most popular question, what what are what type of different jobs can you get in the dance music industry or the festival industry? So again, I'm, this is not my area of expertise, but I did my research and I can just mention a few different avenues that you guys should consider because really, depending on your skill set, there's probably something for everybody. Again, I came into this industry on the social side and the content side, but there's everything. So let's talk labels. There's, you know, you could be an admin. There's label managers. There's A&R. So if you guys love discovering new music and finding new artists, I have friends who do A&R. Producers um, for publications. This is another really, really good one to get into. I know a lot of people start as interns or start as um, writers and journalists. But if you want to work for a publication, you could become a writer, journalist, interviewer, a content creator. And a lot of these websites will usually pay for your ticket or get you a media pass or something like that so you can attend events for free. Uh, then there's working with artist teams. So if you want to actually work for a DJ or something along those lines, you know, maybe your specialty is engineering or lighting or visuals. You're a graphic artist or a motion artist. Uh, there's artist managers. There's tour managers. There's PR. There's so many different things you can do. So media as well. If you are a creative, you can do photography. You can do videography and freelance and work for a bunch of different people. Uh, PR, publicists, agents, again, you could do social media management for labels or brands. Talent bookers is another one. Um, you could work at a specific venue and help book their talent. And then lastly, in the festival space, um, again, a lot of festivals, just so you should be aware, because I've experienced this and I've had family and friends experience this, a lot of them hire contractors. So um, I know this question's coming up later, but a lot of people work part-time in this industry or work multiple jobs because you know, festivals only happen one time a year. So they might like hire some people temporarily and then let them go and then hire them again. So there's security, there's ground control. You can volunteer for a festival, which is a great way to like get your foot in the door. There's music directors, designers, um, again, engineering, marketing, operations, uh, 
there's somebody who's on staff who needs to do all the invoicing and admin work and things like that. There's assistance. So many options, you guys. So if you are interested in being in this, in this space and you have no experience, again, if you can use your skill set in some way, that's going to be beneficial. You never know. Uh, I had no experience. My background was in graphic design and in in magazines, but I made oh, I made my job and found a way to make it happen. So I have full belief that you guys can do the same. Alrighty, the next question was similar to the other one. How do you balance being a fan and being professional at festivals? So I think, again, you just have to set your boundaries. Like, I, especially when I'm attending events, like, as myself just for my channel and I'm not attending it on behalf of work take EDC Orlando for example um, I personally had a lot of content I needed to shoot I was representing brands that I work with personally so um, I would get there and I would shoot my content in the beginning of the day and I would say more towards the end of the night is what I would kind of like let loose uh, you also have to remember usually festivals are three days long so you will have plenty of time to just like relax and enjoy but um I do think at some point you your mindset just shifts because if you are working at an event, um, I don't know, things do just change a little bit for you. Like you might be networking and having a lot more conversations and really like paying attention to the set. I've noticed that happening as well, uh, but it's a really good way to meet people. OK, next question. Um, if you've never been in the field, what qualities are important to highlight from a corporate job? So again, I think it would depend on what you're trying to go into. So one of the reasons I love social media so much is even if you're in a corporate job right now on the side, you could already start getting involved if this scene in the scene if that's like how you want to shift your career. So start a page, start a SoundCloud, make playlists, make TikToks, like use your knowledge of this industry outside of your corporate job. Because again, you're going to build up a portfolio, essentially, like your social media page is your portfolio. So that's what you're going to have to show for yourself instead of like a resume. But um, again, if you're somebody who's in finance or you're an admin in like the corporate world, you could probably still translate a lot of those similar skills. It is all about like who you know as well. So again, um, I think just like regularly engaging with brands, labels, artists themselves on social media um, form actual genuine connections because you never know where that could lead. Okay, the next question. Um, do you feel like you have to know many artists and new music? So definitely not. I would say within this last year of even working with Gray Area and Festival Insider, I have learned so much knowledge about new artists it's insane like we our purpose at gray area is discovering like international talent and introducing it to the north american audience so we're constantly looking for people who aren't really on anyone's radar yet um so no i think just do your own research like if you really want to be in this scene like fully fully dive into it like spend your time do your research but don't feel like you have to know everything to get a job like nobody knows everything you um you will get into it but I would say immerse yourself as much as you possibly can how is the work-life balance managed so I think because it's such a fun industry and this is like combining your passion and maybe your hobby with your job Sometimes, you know, I'm still working on this, but I think it's a matter of, again, like setting boundaries and still 
being able to live your normal life and set a routine for yourself and not overdoing it. So I could have the opportunity to probably go to a lot of shows, but I pick and choose what I go to, especially in New York. We do a lot of work with um, the Mirage and Avant Gardner, but I don't go to a show every single weekend. Like I, I still want to keep my health and my sanity in check, but um, I think you can kind of like pick and choose and participate when you want to. Where to start off as a DJ is the next question. So again, not my area of expertise, but I've spoken to other DJs about this and a lot of them just say start creating. Um, Some of them have also blown up on social media. So start a TikTok right now. If you don't have one already, you are missing out on so many opportunities. Get on there, stream, make a ton of videos, interact with fans, like be on every platform, be on Twitch, whatever it is, but start posting, put your shit up on SoundCloud, like make as much music as you can because you're going to get better each and every time. But I would definitely say, yeah, really, really create. Like don't worry about what other people are doing. Just make your own vision and put it out there and be very active on social media for sure. Uh, What are the salary expectations at all levels? This is a great question. (laughs) Honestly, I'm not that good with salary expectations. I've never have been. That's not been like my area of expertise for sure. But you can go on things like Glassdoor and Salary.com to look things up. Again, I think this is a question. The next one is, can this be done as a part-time gig? So I'll kind of combine these. From what I know, a lot of people are part-time or work multiple jobs, Um, especially on the festival side. Again, if you're a contractor, then you're probably juggling a few different things. So you for sure can do this as a part-time gig. Um, I'm doing this as a part-time gig. I'm juggling multiple jobs right now, especially with my own platform. Um, But salary expectations are going to be different at every level depending on your skill set. So um, yeah, I know people always complain about money in this industry, so it can probably be tough, but I'm I'm not fully sure, so I would say go to Glassdoor and check that out. Um, this is a great question. What type of boundaries do you and the people you work with have to set, if any? So it depends on the team that you work with. I feel like our team personally, when we get to go to shows, like say it's an Elro show in New York or a festival where I get to see my boss and stuff like that, it's really, really nice. Like, everybody knows like you can get caught up in like everyday work and there's stress and stuff but when we're at shows I feel like we actually get to like enjoy our time together and we're all there for the same reason we all collectively love dance music and love festivals so I feel like the energy just feels really light and really fun but again like you can set those boundaries so if you if you're sober you don't like to drink and stuff like that Uh, You can like make that clear with your coworkers, And again, you don't have to go to everything. So don't feel FOMO if your whole team goes to a lot of shows. Um, You can pick and choose what you want to do. So don't feel left out. But uh, and if you want to leave early or something, you don't have to stay till the end of the night. Like those are definitely boundaries that you can set um, with the people that you work with. But uh, definitely don't feel like pressured to do anything that you don't want to do. Next question, do you get free tickets to festivals? Yes, I do get free tickets to festivals, which is probably one of the best things um, ever. And I'm very, very, very appreciative of it. Nothing is ever free, though. So a lot of them comes from me creating content in exchange for festival tickets. So I am an Insomniac affiliate. I do um, promote their festivals. And when you guys buy tickets through me, I do earn commission and I earn tickets through that. But It's a great process because then I get to go attend the festival and I get to make you guys more videos. So 
yes, I do get tickets for free and I get them free for free through work as well, which is awesome. But again, if you guys become like a writer or a photographer or something or on the media side of things, you can definitely get free tickets to festivals. Again, another really great question. What's the what's the best way to get started? How do I get involved without much experience? Again, I'm the perfect example. I had no experience. Like I'm just a girl from New Jersey who made a podcast and started making videos in my bedroom and I learned along the way, but I was just so fucking passionate about this that I was like, I'm making this happen for myself. So whatever passion you have, whatever knowledge you have, start here and just, again, put yourself out there. Put yourself out there, make relationships, engage with people, make content, whatever it may be, make yourself visible, make yourself known, um, and then you never know what will come with that. You might meet the right people or something along those lines. So the best way to get started is to actually just start doing the damn thing. Um, definitely, especially in your local scene, I would highly recommend. Like go out in your local scene as well. Support your local scene. A lot of people attend the same shows, so you never know who you're going to meet there. Have conversations with people. Put yourself out there. I would definitely say there's also a lot of pages on Instagram and things like that um, where you can make connections or Reddit groups and stuff. So I know like in New York, obviously, there's Reddit pages and different meetups that you can do. So I would just say network. Really start to network and get yourself out there. And then the last two questions you guys asked a lot, does working in the industry ruin it and does it make you enjoy the scene less when you work in it? I can confidently say no, it does not make me like it less. I'm like more obsessed with it now. I will say it's like very interesting. I love it. I like knowing like all the behind the scenes stuff now. I just think it's really, it's made me appreciate everything that goes into shows and festivals because as a fan like it's easy to complain it's easy to like be pissed off when things go wrong or when something happens but when you like know how many people are working on something and how big of decisions are being made it really really makes you appreciate the whole process so much more especially now like post-covid dealing with visa issues with artists and all this stuff like it is still really crazy out there we are still very much recovering um especially in the united states like we're much further ahead than europe like a lot of festivals haven't occurred in europe and i feel bad because they're freaking suffering over there in the nightlife industry but um it has not ruined it for me again i try to not overdo it i try to balance how many shows and festivals i go to because I did a lot this past fall and I was pretty burnt out by the end of it. So I think you just have to pace yourself, take care of your mental health, take care of your physical health, have boundaries. Um, yeah. And I think just like be a good person, network. Yeah. And I think you guys will make it happen for yourself. So if you have any other questions, please let me know. Again, I'm still very new. I'm still a baby in this industry, but uh, I love it and I'm learning a lot. And it's really, really been amazing working with Gray Area and Festival Insider. So please go show them some love. Check us out on Instagram. Come say hi to me. I will link everything down below if you guys are interested. We have tons more to come with it. Um, please give this video a thumbs up if you want to see more Q&As like this. And again, if you're new here, welcome. Please hit the subscribe button down below so you don't miss out on any future uploads. With all that being said, thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you in my next video. Bye guys.
Alrighty, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that quick Q&A video. Again, if you want to watch it, go over and subscribe to our YouTube channel or check us out on Spotify. Um, and again, if you are enjoying this podcast and this content, the best thing that you can do is talk about it. Make this your Instagram story, tag at Rave Culture Cast, tell a friend, post it in a Facebook group, like all those little things mean the world. If you have 30 seconds today and you would consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts or throwing a couple stars on Spotify, <clears throat> that would all mean the world to me. So thank you guys. All right, let's dive into our Rave Culture Cast recap. Um, I don't have too much news this week. We did get um, a lineup for Dream State Miami, which... I think it's funny that Insomniac is doing Dream State in Miami during Ultra Weekend because why wouldn't they? I mean, there's a million other events going on, but I think it's really funny that they decided to do that because we all know, obviously, Insomniac doesn't um, produce Ultra. But you've got really, really, I mean, this is Trans Heaven, so it's kind of a nice mix because from what I've seen party-wise, there's like the Anjuna party, um, but there isn't that much trance. Like you've got tons of house options. You've got a lot of dubstep um bass techno but you don't have that much trance so if you guys are into that it's going to be saturday the 26th and sunday the 27th at the ecologue ecologue warehouse um and you've got heavy hitters like cosmic gate uh fatum giuseppe adivani genix back-to-back oliver smith elon bluestone infected mushroom christina sky marcus schultz lucio is really good um, purple haze so really really cool options if you guys want to check out dream state in miami um, we also got an announcement that rufus de soul is going to be doing a special show at the gorge amphitheater which is going to be absolutely fucking beautiful um, so that's really cool it is october 1st it's a saturday <clears throat> excuse me and i believe tickets are already on sale and i will not be surprised if they sell out in like two seconds because that combination of music with that venue is probably going to be stunning I've still never been I need to get out to the gorge at some point but that is officially on sale um, and then the last thing I wanted to point this out because I saw this on Dirty Birds um, Instagram but they are offering a point blank point blank equal opportunity scholarship um, there's more information on dirtybirdrecords.com so this is an equal opportunity scholarship at the point blank music school um, for by POC uh, so people of color who are passionate and driven to be to begin music production or further their career in electronic music production. Um, so Dirty Bird is going to be offering this partnership. So it says that this would be Point Blank's world-renowned six-month online music production diploma program. Students will gain skills necessary to write and produce music at a professional level with our virtual classrooms, outside class review sessions, and study forums. So really fucking cool. The scholarship would cover all tuition and fees and will be awarded to begin on April 11th. So there's an application with Dirty Bird. Um, you must be 18 years or older to apply and possess a high school diploma or the equivalent. And you need your application in by the 15th, by March 15th. So again, um, right now that's on dirtybirdrecords.com backslash pages backslash scholarship. So I just wanted to point that out. I think that's a really, really cool gesture that they're doing that. So that is everything, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you learned something new. Um, I like doing Q&As and I haven't done one in a minute, so I'm definitely going to bring this back. Um, so be on the lookout 
Uh, one of the best places to connect with us is honestly our Facebook group because I tend to post a lot of announcements or notifications there first. Um, we have a Discord channel as well if you want to interact with other community members. And again, we are at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of the places. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and I will be back in two weeks with another episode. Bye guys.